I actually prepared for it. I was, I was. You were so ready for it. I was it. so you, ready. You, you were down for it, but then you got there, and there was no siesta time. My first day at work, I was disappointed when they <laughs> told me, "No, Tim, you're not allowed to just sleep now." And I was like, "No, this is what everyone has been telling me about Spain." I came here for that, just for that. <laughs> Hello everyone, welcome back to Sensational Spain, where we explore what is it like to live as a foreigner in different cities around Spain. Today, we have Tim from the Netherlands, who is sharing with us his experience about what is it like to live in Valencia as a foreigner. I'm sure that he has a lot of insights to share with us. So whether you're thinking about moving to Valencia yourself or you're just curious, you won't want to miss this episode. So sit back, relax, And let's dive into this conversation with Tim about what is it like to live in Valencia as a foreigner. So, hi, thank you. Thank you very much for coming. It's nice to have you here. I thank you for having me. Well, let's begin. What inspired you to move to Valencia as a foreigner? Well, it was an internship for four months. It was a school assignment. It was my final year at school. And I had to go somewhere. It could be an internship in the Netherlands, in my own country. Or it could be an internship abroad. Okay. And I really wanted to go to Spain. I had been studying Spanish for three years by that point, and I wanted to put that into practice. Okay. So I was just waiting for the moment to, yeah, just go to Spain for a long time to practice my Spanish and to find a job in in Spain. Well, an internship, I'd, I'd have to say. Oh yeah, that's that's very nice. Actually, a lot of people find Spain as a very like nice spot for practicing their Spanish and enjoying the culture because I'm sure that yeah you you have you will you you enjoy your time here but let's move into that so what are some of the biggest cultural differences that you have noticed between the Netherlands and Valencia I got this question a lot at school <laughs> after I came back what was the sort of cultural shock you experienced and I think if I can be entirely honest I think that there's <laughs> way more similarities between Um, the Netherlands and, and Spain, but I think generally between European countries, I mean, I've, I've been to um, most countries in the EU, not all of them. And I think that in general, um, you'd have more in common with someone from your same generation in, let's say, Spain as your own neighbor who is from a different generation, oh, okay. uh, your boomer neighbor. Like you might have less in common with that person than you would have with people from your age in a different country, especially within Europe. I think, you know, we all think kind of similar, especially of the same age. And um, well, I worked there. So of, of course there weren't just Gen Zers where I was working. Um, and th there were quite a few differences, but overall I felt very welcome. I felt very like at home. It was some, some place that I relate to. Oh, that's very nice. And you, Was it a problem for you to find friends or anything? I mean, did you make your group of friends very easily or was it hard or how was it? My Spanish at the time wasn't very good. I was only studying Spanish for, well, let's say two years by now. Uh, that would have been my third year. And so it was difficult for me to connect with other Spanish people, with the locals, as, as okay. we sometimes say. Okay. And that was difficult because, you know, again, if you really want to be friends with someone from another country, it's more usual that you speak in their language. Um, so it, you tend to find your own bubbles. You know, you have your sort of English bubbles. You have your, for me, my Dutch bubble. Um, and then at work, I would really socialize with all my colleagues. And that would be much easier because you have something to talk about. I think it's really difficult to find sort of friends 
uh, in the in in like randomly. Mm-hmm. But at work, you have something to talk about. You both have a sort of you know goal. You you want to get things done, and you talk to other people. And then it's much easier in another language. It's it's much more difficult if you have to be um, talking about random topics with random people. But at work, it was very nice. It was very easy to. Uh, connect with my colleagues and some of them even became my friends and I think that's very nice because you asked me about the cultural difference I think (laughs) the one uh, difference that I really liked was during the breaks uh, Spanish breaks are way better during the breaks (laughs) it was way more the breaks were way more fun I mean in the Netherlands this is a very Dutch thing we have 20 minutes, just get your your uh, sandwich uh, through your stomach and you go back <laughs> to work. And in Spain, you take an hour, you take maybe an hour and a half, you talk, you socialize, you relax. Um, the place I worked at was, was beautiful. They had um, all kinds of games you could play in your break. You could really socialize, you could connect. So yeah, I think definitely among the Spanish people, I made most of my friends in at the company. That's very nice. And Outside of your company, how was like the social life in Valencia? Was it was it good? Was it fun? How was it like? Valencia is definitely a city for young people. I, mean, <laughs> I would recommend if you're young and you want to go to a cool Spanish city, Valencia is is the place to be. For me, the choice was a bit between you know the three big cities in Spain. Mm-hmm. You know, you'd have uh, Madrid, you'd have Barcelona, and I was like, no. I want to go to Valencia. I mean, I really love being near the ocean. So for me, uh, Valencia was nice because, it, you know, it's a coastal city. Um, so it was a bit of a, you know, choice between Barcelona or Valencia. And, and what made you, like, choose Valencia over Madrid and Barcelona? I think, yeah, again, like, Madrid is, um, it's not on the coast. I, I really wanted a place on the coast. I wanted to go to the beach in the weekend. Mm-hmm. That was part of my goal. And... Um, Barcelona also is near the coast, but I had a bit of reservations because, I mean, the time I went, it was like a, a lot of the, um, talk about the oh, Catalonia, the situa- yeah. yeah, with the political situation. Yeah. And um, many of my friends from, from school, they went to Barcelona, Barcelona and they yeah. had a great time, right? Yes. So, uh, Barcelona, great place to go to. I, I, I would still recommend it. <laughs> but for me at the time, I thought I want to go to Spain and I want to learn Spanish. And I heard some stories of people that said, oh, no, maybe you'll you'll have to learn some Catalan when you're there. And I was, no, I want to learn Spanish. Okay. So I think among the three big cities, Valencia was kind of the place. It, it, it was the perfect place for me to learn Spanish. Okay. A lot of young people and it's just a big city. Oh, perfect. I think, yeah, that was a very, very great choice. And this is a good one. What do you think are some of the biggest misconceptions that people have about living in Valencia and how would you debunk them? Oof. I think um, one misconception is uh, a lot of people think that Valencia is uh, in many ways like Catalonia mm-hmm. and it's not really. It's They have much their own culture, but I'd say that in Valencia, um, for example, the language, um, they speak Valenciano. I mm-hmm. think it's called Valenciano. It's um, yeah. it's more similar to Catalan, I think. And for example, in Catalonia, if you talk to random people, they would assume that you would talk Catalan to them mm-hmm. in most villages. Mostly, it's it's yeah. not everywhere. But Cat- Catalan is on the streets. It's way more common. But in Valencia, you don't really hear Valenciano ever. They, they speak it at home sometimes with their parents, but you would never hear it on the streets. Okay. I think that's the first thing because I was kind of afraid that, oh no, that they have their own 
regional language. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do I need to learn that? <laughs> but you didn't really hear any of that. Um, I think the second misconception was the siesta. I was... Okay, <laughs> let's see. I was really looking forward to having a siesta during the breaks, but unfortunately <laughs> that wasn't that wasn't the thing I, I i actually prepared for it i was i was you were so ready for i it. was so you, ready you, you were down for it but then you got there and there was no siesta time my first day at work i was disappointed when they <laughs> told me no tim you're not allowed to just sleep now and i was like no this is what everyone has been telling me about Spain. i came here for that just for that <laughs> Horrible. Yeah. No, I mean, the breaks, again, the breaks were amazing, but I was just missing that siesta that was promised to me. Now, yeah. that I haven't heard anyone in Valencia that actually had a siesta. Uh, maybe some restaurant owners, they closed the store. Yeah, restaurants, some small shops and yeah, little stores that close around those hours. But yeah, not actually taking the siesta like in other Spanish cities. That's interesting. Let's see. What do you think are the biggest challenges that foreigners face when living in Valencia? And how have you overcome those challenges if, if they had happened to you? Mm, I, I think for me, the language was the biggest challenge. Uh, working at my company, I could do pretty much all my work in English. Mm -hmm. But it, it's definitely more easy, of course, when you speak the local language. And I think that counts for every European country you go to. Yeah. It, it's most countries it's possible to just go there with English and a bit of the local language, okay. but it, it makes it all a lot more easier if, if you learn the language the faster. Yeah. Okay. And what was the process like for you to find, um, to find where to live, to find rent an apartment in Valencia? And what advice would you give to someone who is in the same position? I always get so much stress when <laughs> I have to look for a house because, I mean, I think everyone has that who has to look for a house. It's No, like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's insane. You yeah. have no idea where you need to start looking. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, it's super stressful. And I was much younger. I was 18 at the time. I think mm -hmm. I was 18. And um, I didn't have much experience with, with no, look, of looking course. for houses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And my parents, you know, that they also haven't really been to Spain all that much. So they also didn't really know where to of look. Course. So I I was kind of at a loss there. And I just, um, I'm not sure how you call it, but it's one of those companies, those organizations that help you look for a house. Um, an intermediary. Oh, an intermediary, a real estate agency. Exactly. That's through like, them. Yeah. Okay. Like through an agency. And later on, I heard a lot of people say, you shouldn't do that. But at the time I was an 18 year old kid, I had no idea where to start of looking. Course. And uh, the agency said that um, for a price, you they would find you an internship, a good internship, and they would find you a house, accommodation, everything. Okay. And everything would be managed by them. And at the time I thought it was a really good deal. Yeah, it's convenient. And mm. it was like, yeah, that's your thing. So maybe if you're very young and you have absolutely no idea where to start looking and it's uh, difficult to find a job or difficult to find a house, maybe you could do that. But I think now that I'm much older, I probably would just look myself. But again, that, that really comes with experience. Through internet, I mean, through the lo local portals and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Because we also, I mean, you've lived in Madrid, right, as well? Yeah. And you had to find apartment here in Madrid. How was it like? That was also a bit stressful at first. <laughs> but um, I found a website that uh, was for Madrid only. I think... When when you look at websites, what I was really stressed about was uh, those websites that are not very personal. So it's like, you know, you have these people that you've never heard about okay. and they put their house 
per rent through this mm -hmm. website that you also haven't really heard about. So I was a bit stressed about the, um, that I wouldn't have heard about anything. You know, I, I wanted a bit more personal. Yeah. So I found a website that uh, was in Madrid. They they had houses all over Madrid and it would go through them. And then if you had any problems, you could go through them. And for an internship, uh, well, no, the, I was in Madrid for uh, an exchange. Uh, Valencia was for the internship. And, and how it, long did you stay in Madrid? Half a year. Ooh. For one semester. That's nice. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. But yeah, no, I think um, that that was a really good option because at that time I wanted to have, you know, just an intermediary to just, you know, make sure of that course. I have someone to refer to. And if you're staying for somewhere for longer, let's say you want to live uh, many years in, in, say, Madrid or Valencia, I would probably use a different method. But for that time, it was nice because, you know, half a year, you just want to have everything sorted out. Yeah, that's nice. Actually, we we have an episode. In case you you haven't seen it yet, we have an episode of this podcast talking about finding an apartment in Madrid, and it's very insightful for those that are looking for yeah that have the same same question because it's actually a pain to look for apartments, moving out. That's always a very chaotic process, and we all would love to have like more help, more. Yeah, someone to help us out because if you're moving to a new place, you probably don't know much or nothing about the place that you're going. So it's very nice to see like someone uh, sharing how is it like so you can relate or you can see if that experience suits what you're looking for. Well, moving on, how much does it typically cost to live in Valencia, like including expenses such as rent, utilities, food, transportation and so on? If you're choosing a city in Spain to go to for, let's say, an internship or an exchange, then I would recommend Valencia based on the price because Barcelona and Madrid are way more expensive. Okay. Um, they're also way richer cities. So if you want to have a good job that pays very well, you should go to Barcelona or Madrid. <laughs> But if you're a student, also be ready for high rent prices, be ready for... Yeah. Um, probably higher prices for, for food and everything, transportation maybe Services, even. Services, yeah. Um, but in Valencia, actually, it, it's much more cheaper. Or at least I was there in 2018. So <laughs> I think with a lot of inflation nowadays, it might be completely <laughs> different. Um, so don't take my word for that. But I think that's still the case is that yes, Valencia is yes, much is. cheaper than, yes. than, than Madrid. And um, what I found really interesting about Valencia when it comes to like price and, and how people live, it's very much in the middle of the country. Like... Because uh, Madrid is definitely on the top, like they're mm -hmm. the top earners. Everything is the most expensive, but everything is also uh, managed the most. And then you have many rural places in, for example, Andalusia in the far south, yeah. who are much uh, poorer, but everything is also much cheaper. And then I'd say Valencia is exactly in the middle. In so the between, like a perfect balance, like a perfect of of a big city with a lot of culture where you can learn learn Spanish, but also affordable prices that you don't. Yeah, that's nice. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, really, it's really in the middle of all of that. So that for me made it perfect. That's that's very very nice to hear. And considering that you've also lived in Madrid, what do you think are the biggest cultural differences between Madrid and Valencia? And how did you adapt it to moving from one city that's like different from the other one? And what did you find interesting about that? I think the first big difference, and most Europeans probably can attest to this is there's always the mentality of we're the capital 
if you go to France, everyone will always be talking about Paris. If you go to, um, let's say, Czechia, everyone will always be talking about Prague. And uh, in Spain, that's no different. I mean, <laughs> in, in, in Madrid, they're the capital, right? And it's not that they always want to tell you that, but you always have that feeling like, okay, okay. I'm in the capital here. Everything is serious. Yeah. <laughs> and in Valencia, I feel... Um, again, there's way more this um, sort of in, right in the middle between the north and the south, right? So you've still got a lot of the richness from the north. Let's say that between quotation marks. And um, but still sort of the um, a lot of the mentality from the south. I think in Spain, there's definitely this north-south divide and, and Valencia's right in the middle. Yeah, and, yeah I understand. And Madrid, yeah, again, like Madrid is is the top earning city. It's for for all the business. It's for uh, to 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 make all the money. It's the prices are really high. And in Valencia, everything is just a little bit more relaxed. I feel like the um, everyone takes it a little bit slower. And I know that's a yeah, bit of like a stereotype for Spain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like laid back atmosphere. Like everything's more chill. People are more relaxed. You see more people in the streets, like just hanging around, walking. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of the vibe that people also kind of imagine of Valencia as well. But it's like, also yeah. the climate because... Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's a very good point. Because in, in Madrid, I feel uh, if, if the climate is important for, for you, if you want to come uh, to Spain, then Valencia is way more of a consistent climate. Mm -hmm. It pretty much stays 25 degrees the whole year. Even in December, <laughs> it's 20 degrees at, at the lowest probably. So it's way more consistent. So I don't know. It's way more comfortable the whole yeah. year round and in in madrid in madrid like you come in in the winter it's extremely cold and in the summer it's really did you find hot. the winters in madrid extremely cold <laughs> i mean if you compare it with valencia i'd say okay, that, okay, that okay, there's okay, a difference yes. <laughs> uh, and and I, w I did not expect that when i came to madrid because i always thought spain it's a hot country that's uh -huh. at least what we think in the netherlands and then in yeah. in the winter it, it it actually got cold and i was very surprised by that yeah it gets cold but i mean it doesn't like the the skies doesn't get like gray or anything. I mean, you get sunny days, you get to enjoy like warm uh, afternoons and stuff. But yeah, I can say winters are cold, but short. They're, they're, not, too, they're not too long. They're like mild winters, but extremely hot summer. That Yeah, Madrid has extremely hot summer. In July and August, is it gets, it can get uncomfortable. <laughs> but, but always nice. I mean, I'm a... Uh, I'm a hot weather person, so I love being in Madrid. And moving on, how do the cost of living and quality of life in Valencia compare to Madrid and the Netherlands? I mean, how would you compare uh, that with your home country? I think Madrid is very similar to the Netherlands in terms of price and cost of living. The Netherlands is, is very expensive, um, especially in the big cities. Um, the rent prices are incredibly high. But the same goes for Madrid. If you want to be at the, the perfect locations, yeah, close to to all your um, conveniences, to to close to all the public transport, yeah. close to the parks, then you'll pay a high price. And the same goes for the Netherlands. It, it it's incredibly high. Um, Valencia, you can find beautiful locations for a more affordable price. And I think in Valencia, there's especially uh, a lot of difference between each uh, each neighborhood, each barrio. Mm -hmm. uh, in Valencia, you have barrios that are incredibly expensive and pretty much only rich people or people that have lived in, in mm -hmm. Valencia for generations to live there. And then you've got barrios which are very cheap, like much cheaper. There mm -hmm. are barrios that are uh, way more affordable. And 
yeah, the, you definitely see that divide a lot in Valencia. There's there's sort of the richer parts and there's the poorer parts. Yeah. So I would recommend if you go to Valencia to kind of um, weigh that out, uh, see what's the best for you. And um, th- there's a lot of options in Valencia, whereas I think in in Madrid, everything is just much more expensive in general. Yeah. Do you recommend any neighborhood, uh, the neighborhood where you lived in Valencia or, or not? If not, it's okay. Don't worry. Oof, I'd, I'd have to look <laughs> at a map, honestly. I, I, I would be able to give a rundown of some of the neighborhoods, I think, but I'd have to look at a map. Um, yeah, especially around the city center, the the, the old center, it's uh, it's expensive. They're the more expensive places. Um, but if, if you're like Valencia is not that big. So if you're anywhere around the center in the more affordable neighborhoods, it's fine. Right. You can okay. take a bus, you can take a metro. You're at all the important places in no time. Um, but yeah, that there's definitely some difference. I think there's some maps out there that can like give you a rundown <laughs> of each barrio, but that that's really interesting because you really get a, a different feeling in every in every um, yeah. neighborhood in Valencia. They all have their own personality. Actually, that happens in Madrid as well. I mean, mm. yeah, in the city center, you can find like the perfect neighborhood for for each of your needs. I mean, yeah. But I again, it's a cosmopolitan city in Madrid. I mean, it's more expected to be this way in this sense. But yes. And which city you like the most and why? I mean, if you had to choose one, which one would you choose? Or or you can say a little bit of each one. What did you like the most about each? Yeah, I think that's a very personal thing, of course, because everyone has their own preferences. Um, I'm sure that many people would absolutely love Madrid um, if, if they went there and they're like the kind of type that loves Madrid. Mm-hmm. Madrid is a huge city. It, it's, it's very big. Uh, there's a lot to do. Um, it has um, amazing nightlife. Um, there's yeah. so many facilities. It, it's it's a huge city. But personally, I'm not a very big on big cities. I I don't like big cities that much. Okay. I prefer cities that are a little bit smaller. It it's it's my personal taste. So that is again, it's going to be different for someone else. Going to be different for you. That's why I would say that my preference still goes out to Valencia. And there is one reason that Valencia has got my preference over <laughs> most cities. And that is, um, I don't exactly know the name anymore, but there's this big park in Valencia. Uh-huh. It, that's, I think they call it the river park, but it's basically um, the dried out, a dried out river uh, that goes through the entirety of Valencia. And it is perfect because it means that there's a park everywhere close to you in Valencia because it doesn't really matter where you live. You can go to the river park anywhere because it goes through the entire city. And there's always to do something to do there. You can go sporting there. You can go running. Um, there is there are clubs in in the park at night, mm-hmm. and that just makes it feel like you're in a city, but you also sort of got nature. Yeah, you're running surrounded by nature, by green areas. Yeah, that's very important, actually. And again, the ocean. Yeah. I I'm a really I'm a sea person. I need some. I need to have a swim once a week. Yeah. I, I need to have some sea. That that really does it for me. So I think, yeah, with the river park and the sea, that, that makes Valencia it for me. Perfect. And finally, what advice would you give to someone who is considering moving to Valencia? Well, or, to, or Madrid as a foreigner? I would advise downloading Duolingo. Because <laughs> um, I think Duolingo could really help with, with your Spanish. Um Learning the language is, of course, very important, both for Valencia and for Madrid. Um, again, if you're looking for a house, I would recommend you doing some research in the barrios because it's really, you know, what kind of type of person you are, 
that fits with specific barrios. And again, like you said, the same goes for Madrid. There's different places that 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 fit you. Um, no, I think that's it. <laughs> okay, so we've covered a lot of ground today. Thanks for tuning in to this episode. Our mission is to provide the best information possible for foreigners who are curious about living in Spain. And we hope that this episode has given you some valuable insights into what is what life is like living in Valencia. So thank you very much, Tim, for coming here and sharing your experience with us. It's like we really value that. And if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to check out our other episodes about living in Madrid, finding apartments in Madrid, living in Barcelona, and many other stories through the eyes of foreigners who can call this place Spain as their home. And as always, if you have any feedback or suggestions for future episodes, we would love to hear that from you. So thank you again for listening and we'll see you next time. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. <laughs>